time to get you set up for all the weekend's betting action across the sports world. It's BetQL Weekend, only on the BetQL Network. Oh, the last dance edition, BetQL Weekend, BetQL Network. Mutt and Fritz, Mike Manansky, WEEI in Boston, Jack Fritz, WIP in Philadelphia. Fritz, happy weekend, buddy. What's going on? Oh, I'm doing great, Mutt. I just figured out right now that this is a gambling show. So I'm excited to, <laughs> to end this out on a, on a high note. Uh, I ran four miles along the boardwalk this morning, taking in the, the fresh ocean breeze. Um, so I feel like I'm in a good headspace, 100%. Oh, I was already swimming today, went for a nice two-mile run in honor of uh, your Phillies eventually winning two games uh, in a row again. I am four pumped now, up. Oh, they won th- four. What is it? How many? Four. Four. I ran. I can't run four miles with this hairline. I can't run four miles. Oh, we have a lot to get to today. We're going to look at the teams uh, we are thinking about going over in the NFL. There are some really good opportunities, I think, on some overbets coming up in the NFL season, which starts less than two weeks from now. Uh, cannot wait. Uh, we'll get to the Fritz list, which takes the entire third segment. So I'm not going to pretend we'll do anything else there in that third segment. All coming up later in the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's start, though. I don't believe it or not for you, Fritz, okay? I've got five big storylines you and I talked about going into the NFL preseason. We're about done. I want to go back and see if we believe it or we don't, or believe it or not. Is that, is that okay with you to start the show? Oh, couldn't be more locked in. Uh, and listen, we're okay admitting, you know, sometimes you're wrong. And that's part of the gig. Yes. You know, you come yes. in, you got these big, strong opinions. You want to get them out there. And it's time we say, were we right or were we wrong? All right, let's start with my Patriots because I I am very provincial. The only sports that matter are in the Northeast. Uh, I thought the Patriots coming into the year were not going to be good. I've now watched uh, preseason. I've seen joint practices. I've seen games. Uh, Their win total is eight and a half. I'll defer to you, Fritz, as the away team on this. Uh, The Patriots are not going to be good in 2022-23, believe it or not. I do believe it, and I, I firmly believe that for the sake of his franchise and for the future of his franchise, that when this season ends and when it is a disaster and when this whole thing comes crumbling down, Robert Kraft needs to fire Bill Belichick and get this franchise moving in the modern direction. He had a great run. It was, it was obviously he had the best quarterback of all time, and his, his, his stinge beliefs of we're going to get off of guys a year early rather than a year late All of that is great. But at this point, what I feel like I'm watching is a mad genius uh, running out of time. And I kind (laughs) of think, like, I just kind of feel like this is the year where it all comes crumbling down and they've they've had poor draft picks. They are surrounding their young quarterback with a a (laughs) defensive-minded offensive coaching staff, if that makes any sense. Like, I just think the sport has kind of passed Belichick by and what used to work, what used to work doesn't work anymore. And I think the Patriots are going to be a a disaster. And frankly, I think they're going to finish third in the AFC East. Yeah, I am all over their under. One of the first shows we did, I said, I want the under on the eight and a half wins. And I'm standing with that. I feel confident. I'm not with you on Belichick. And again, BetQL, please send this out and uh, attach Fitzy and all the Patriot fans up in Boston to the Belichick should retire rant from Fritz. I need the, I need to read those replies at some point this weekend. 
I, I, I think their offensive line is really bad. And you, you touch on the biggest part. Year two, Mac Jones, we'll get to year two quarterbacks coming up. You go from Josh McDaniels to Matt freaking Patricia. And I know Bill, Bill likes him. I, I've been told last couple of weeks, Bill loves Patricia. And there's some people who think Bill is efforting to get Patricia to be the next head coach of the Patriots when he does retire. But I don't trust him to call an offensive play. I don't trust him to call a series, to game plan, any of that. I feel better if the guy you said should retire or get fired, Belichick, was calling the plays. I'm scared to death wow. of Matt Patricia. I'll say this. I'd rather have Joe Judge calling plays than Matt Patricia. And that is vomit-inducing to say out loud because Joe Judge you know, takes a knee on third down to be able to have better punt position in his own end zone. But they're under yeah. eight and a half wins. I said it our first show, I stick with it. And the preseason has shown us that. The secondary is not good. Offensive line is bad. I want the under eight and a half wins. The Patriots, I believe, will not be good. How about don't this, number think, two? Real sure. quick, don't you think that yeah. the, the Patriots would have been in a, in a better spot today had they moved on from Belichick this offseason and just made McDaniels the, the head coach and just try to move this thing forward into the modern NFL? Like I think Belichick... Like, I love Belichick. I think he is the best coach of all time. Yeah, you sound like but you I really just, love Belichick. Yes. I yeah, do. Retire, I, just, I think. Go to bed, take a nap. You love him. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, suffers at 430. But I just think it's. <laughs> I, think, I just think the sport's fast and by. This happens to great coaches all the time. And at the end of this year, I think this season's going to be a disaster. And in order to move his franchise forward, Robert Kraft has to help his friend out, not hurt his legacy, and move on from it at the end of the year. For my radio purposes, please. I mean, if that happens, it's it's two years of content. Please sign me up. Can I go on to number two? Now I'm going to number two. Yes. The Rams, yes. the Rams, the defending champs, are the team to beat in the NFC, Fritz. You go first. So I still think that's true. I think I was I was definitely worried about the Super Bowl hangover thing and you know, are they gonna be able to handle it? Yeah, the Donald thing. I don't know about that. I don't know about his uh, retirement thing because he's fighting in practice yesterday. So it seems like <laughs> seems like he's fully locked into the team. I think McVeigh oh, yeah. is such a I think McVeigh is such a machine that like I'm not worried about him maybe considering retiring and doing football or uh, like being an analyst this year. I think he did that strictly just to get more money from the Rams. So oh, yeah. I think I, oh, yeah. I I think I had this belief of like okay the Rams are going to take a step back. I don't think that's I don't think that's true. Like I think the the Niners are going to be better than people think just because of Lance and, and and whatnot. But look at the Rams roster top to bottom. Um, they still have Stafford. They still have Von Miller. They still or they still have uh, Aaron Donald. They still have yeah. a, a majority of that team. And when you look at the rest of the NFC, like there, there's just no one else there that really sticks out. Even your boy down in Tampa. Like I I don't I don't know what that team's going to be this year. It seems like he has one foot out the door and just took 11 days off in the middle of training camp. Like, <laughs> like I just, I have no idea what I'm getting out of the NFC. And I think the Rams are the clear cut favorite heading into the year. I would love to argue with you, but no one has emerged, right? I mean, we'll talk about the NFC East and your Philly, your, your Eagles coming up here in a second. Uh, I certainly think that the Niners and Trey Lance will be fun to watch. We'll see how good they are. And like, I, if I had to pick somebody else not named the Rams, it's the Bucks. And now I got the Brady thing. They're sort of old. Like, I, and I love Brady. I, we'll talk about the Bucks and their win total at some point here today. But I'm with you. If I if I had to pick a favorite, not sure I bet on them at their current odds, but the favorite in the NFC absolutely is the defending champs. Number three, speaking of the NFC East, the Cowboys still the clear team to beat in the division. I will start here. The answer to me is yes. 
Like, I, I think that with Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb, I, I think the Cowboys are a little bit under the radar. The one thing I want to see from both a, a fantasy football, DFS gambling perspective, put Zeke away. At some point, just say Tony Pollard is a better running back. Anyone who watches knows that. Stop with the Zeke stuff. It's a sunk cost. You already paid him. I want more Tony Pollard, but I believe in Zach, uh, Dak Prescott. I believe in that front four defensively. They are the team to beat. Who, the Eagles? <sighs> Give me a break. Well, no wonder this is our last show with analysis like that. Um, there is <laughs> no way this Cowboys team is winning the division this year. Like, that, oh, that whole on. fantasy is completely – and I'm not even being an Eagles homer right now. They lost Tyron Smith for the year. Their record without him is absolutely dreadful the last couple of years. The whole, you know, three years ago, oh, best offensive line in the league. That's no longer the case. Uh, Dak Prescott now is saddled with having to carry the whole offense by himself. Um, they said yesterday the offense still is fit, being fed through Zeke. That's what Jerry Jones wants. That sounds like a disaster idea. That'll CD stop. Lamb, That'll stop, though. That'll stop. It hasn't stopped for two and a half seasons now. So, I mean, <laughs> we can all say that Tony Pollard is better. But no one down there, they got to justify that salary some way. Micah Parsons is great. Like, they have a good defensive line. They'll still be a pretty good football team. Mike McCarthy is the coach. Have no interest in that. He feels all the pressure of the future Sean Payton rumors. Uh, I feel like they, I, there's a, a weird vibe down in Dallas that I'm not about. And then I look at the Philadelphia Eagles. And I have finally got to a point, but I think you'd be proud of me as a growth mindset yep. guy yourself, yep. um, where I am not letting me being down on Jalen Hurts blind me from how good this roster is and how loaded oh, this here Eagles we go. football here team we is. Go. Here we go. All he go has to do is be a game manager. He can be oh. Alex Smith. He can be what Dak Prescott used to be, and this team will win 10, 11, 12 games. Like, they are – they have a, a top 10 weapons. They have a top five tight end. They have the best offensive line in football. They have a, a really good front four. They have Yikes. linebackers for the first time in a decade. They have, the top, they have a top five cornerback duo. I mean, they're a loaded, loaded roster outside the one position that I'm worried about. What they showed last year, they could win games by handing the ball off. The Eagles are a lock to win the division. By the way, this is the same guy who started our shows saying how important quarterback was and is saying Jalen Hurts can be a game manager. So now the guy who wants to stud quarterback wants the game manager. Unbelievable. You are not, none of your takes are safe. They're, they're, they're always a 180 right around the corner. On Fritz takes number four. So Listen, he's gonna be AFC. gone. He's gonna be gone soon. Okay, one year, one year, and I don't. Jalen Hurts is not my long-term answer at quarterback, but I can't let that blind me from how good this football team and how bad the Cowboys are gonna be. All right, number four. Speaking of AFC NFC, the AFC is much better than the NFC. We that was the thought going into training camp. Nothing changed for me. I mean, the Chiefs, the Bills. The thing is, at the bang your Bengals. The, the entire AFC West, which is loaded top to bottom. The AFC is the varsity. The NFC is the JV. And this is like opposite when I was a kid. You know, growing up it was the Cowboys and the Giants and the Packers, these power NFC teams. It doesn't exist anymore. The NFC is either Rams or Bucks or everybody else. There's a million teams in the AFC that could win. It's not, it is a blowout AFC over the NFC this year. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, and there's been nothing. Actually, I, I think I feel worse about the NFC uh, <laughs> than, I did, than I did heading into the year. Like, I, I truly believe 
that every team in the AFC West, like if you just put that division in the NFC, that's one, two, three, four. Like that's, wow. that's how wow. like I, I think all of those teams are better. Like sure. The Rams could be there and, and they would be in the mix. But other than that, I mean, it is, it's, it's the most loaded conference I, I think I've seen in a while. And, and you look at the disparity of quarterbacks. I mean, you go Great point. Mahomes, yeah. Herbert, Allen, <laughs> Allen, Burrow, like that—that's insane. Russell Wilson, there now. Like it is, it is Lamar Jackson, uh, Deshaun Watson when he comes back. Um, Mac Jones, just kidding. Uh, yes. So no, like, not just kidding. Just, Mac attack. No, 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 no. We get kidding. the Mac. Go ahead. No, no, we don't need a lot of the people. He's fine. He's not. He's probably not a franchise <laughs> quarterback, but he's he's fine. Um, but yeah, the AFC is just—it's just an absurd uh, counterbalance to the NFC and. Um, the NFC needs some a, a youth injection at quarterback because they're going to keep falling further behind as Brady and Rodgers get out of here. No, oh, but do I Trey Lance and, and Drew Locke can turn things around for the quarterbacks uh, in the NFC? Number five, number five, the second year quarterbacks, Fritz about to break out. We know who they are. Mac broke out last year, but Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, uh, we know the group there at quarterback year two, our guy Trevor Lawrence. What do you think about this group? They're going to break out as a group and show us but it was not a down quarterback draft last year. Yeah, I'll start here with one that I was really high on heading into the show and that I no longer believe. And that is Zach Wilson being the best quarterback in that class. Um, wow. I think he throws a very beautiful football. I think he has all the skills to be great. But as we <laughs> know, when it comes to the quarterback position, you can't just turn the ball over all the time. And yes, I do not care enough, Brian. Justin Fields stinks. Um, the, the, like, they're, they're, <laughs> like, like Zach Wilson has everything you want in the quarterback, except he turns the ball over at just an astronomical rate. I do not care that Peyton Manning threw like 27 interceptions to start his career. Like that doesn't happen anymore. You need to be good pretty much immediately or you get labeled as a bust. Like this is not the nineties. It's not early two thousands. You can't sit behind quarterbacks for a couple years. Like you have to go immediately um and zach wilson just i i can't see it lawrence i feel great about i think doug's gonna get a, yep. a lot out of him i was down on doug and that team but he looks already way better justin fields no just because the bears are such a disaster uh one of the most like probably the, the most functional franchise in sports and then trey lance i just love yeah uh i i feel really good about lance and i feel good about lawrence uh my guy mac jones is probably going backwards this year but as a group i do think Lance in particular, uh, again, because I get caught up in preseason videos, like one highlight I'm sold. I, I think this group is really going to step forward. I, I think Lance, and I, I, you mock fields all you want. He's too athletic. He's too talented not to figure it out at some point there in Chicago. Maybe it doesn't end up being uh, the entire year, maybe a second half of the year. He's able to settle in with that new offense there in Chicago, the former quarterback coach there in Green Bay. But as a group, I like the group. Mac next year again. Mac again next year will be good. Mac this year. Probably going to take a step back with that offense. Well, as long as they do uh, the right thing and move on from Bill Belichick this offseason, maybe Mac Jones could be okay. You called for Belichick's firing and, and basically, like, just, like, begged to be, hey, WIP fans, look at me. I, I gave the Eagles credit. What a segment for you to kick it off here on this BetQL weekend. Coming up, we'll get to win totals in the NFL where the Bucks, oh, the Bucks look tasty. We get to it next. Mutton Fritz, BetQL weekend, BetQL Network.
Welcome back to BetQL Weekend with Mike Menansky and Jack Fritz on the BetQL Network. Trying to jam all the biggest sports betting stories into one hour. And folks, it's tough. BetQL Weekend, BetQL Network. Mike Menansky alongside Jack Fritz. We'll get to the Fritz list, which will take the entire segment, so I'm not going to run anything else. And segment number three is, God forbid, we talk about our horse epicenter running in the Travers. On Saturday, uh, let's start here, though, Fritz. I just, you, you, our, our producer, Zach, brought this up after the, in the commercial break here. Are you okay? You are quoted as saying last weekend was the most important weekend of your life. I don't think it went for the Phillies. How, how are you emotionally heading into this weekend? Uh, I'm good. I, I was really down last weekend. Uh, it went from being one of the most important weekends of my life to one of the toughest, you know, very fast. Um, it was really, really disappointing, uh, losing three of four, having a Mets fan throw out a first pitch, having the Mets take over Citizens Bank Park was one of the most uh, personally insulting things a Philadelphia sports team has ever done to me. Um, so it was a really brutal weekend. Uh, they played like absolute garbage and they seemed afraid of the match with Mets, which was wildly disappointing. Now, they have bounced back against one of the best teams in the NL Central that every team should be afraid of, and that is the Cincinnati Reds. Um, many are calling this the big red machine. Um, so it is, it's good to see the Phils uh, bounce back against such a good baseball team. But Bryce Harper is in the lineup tonight. I will be in attendance when he goes deep. Oh, oh here we go. That's what I want to hear. When he goes deep tonight, you will see the camera pan to me, and I will be shedding tears. Who is that tall man drinking Miller Lite with those those pants that do not fit? That That is based on your wedding photos. Uh, that's Listen, going to happen. I we, can't we, help we that I have turned into a snack via my running and that my the <laughs> pants that I wore on my wedding day no longer fit as well as they do now. I can't be as slender built as you have been, I'm sure, your entire life. No, no, no. I was a husky growing up and uh, pretty husky right now. I will say, folks, if you find Jack Fritz on Instagram – Scroll back to a wedding from WIP a couple months ago. Look at those pants. That's all I'll say. So uh, let's get back to the NFL because no one cares about baseball, as you've told us many, many times. Uh, let's talk about win totals here because I, I think we have talked about unders. Teams, we had fade weekend last weekend. Teams yep. were confident on. kind of like it's, a, it's not a wins draft, but teams were confident on to get over their win total. Uh, I'm going to start, and I'm willing to lay the, the – I'm going to get plus 115 on this. And I'm going to start here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll go back and forth and draft a team of three here. Uh, you can't draft teams that uh, either one of us takes. I think the Bucs, this whole Brady, mass singer, time away, it's all bull crap. Not only is he still the best quarterback in the NFL, not named Mahomes or Allen, his offensive line is going to be fine. He has a million wide receivers to throw to. They have a coach now who is competent instead of a guy that they were having to like, help along during the, the game planning side of it. 11 and a half wins in a bad division with the greatest quarterback ever to grace it with his presence. I'm punching the over 11 and a half at plus money. Give me the bucks. Kick this thing off. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. 11 seems like a, a pretty high number, um, you know, and they lose to the saints twice a year. So you got to factor that in when you're talking about the easiest division in football, he's lost like his entire offensive line. He's, you know, going on vacation in the middle of training camp. Sure. You can take that. It's a terrible pick with the first one. Terrible pick. Uh, the first, the, the first pick I'm taking in our, in our overs draft. And this is just, I could take it to the bank because it's such a lock. And that would be the Indianapolis Colts minus or over of nine and a half. 
I, I mean, like it. it's I like it. It, it's so easy. I mean, they go from Carson Wentz last year, who again, I love. I love Carson. I will always defend Carson. Um, but heading down the stretch last season was absolutely embarrassing. Uh, losing the Raiders game and then losing to Jacksonville. Um, you know, they basically tried to turn him into a game manager, which he's just like, not really, it was a weird fit. The owner hated him. Um, like there was just a, a lot was off last year with the Indianapolis Colts. Now you bring in Matt Ryan, who I don't think is that great anymore, but I never thought Phillip Rivers is that great. And the last time I saw a quarterback yeah. like Matt Ryan with the Colts was Phillip Rivers and they won 11 games. So I think the Colts were, they had Super Bowl buzz last year with, with Carson now you add in Matt Ryan, who can just run the system, be a system quarterback. He can hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor, and he can make accurate passes, whatever. I think the Colts of nine and a half is, is the biggest lock in the NFL this year. Yeah, I want to go down uh, to a bet we've already talked about, and the line has moved here. You could get it at uh, almost even money or minus 105 earlier in the preseason. It's minus 115 now. The Raiders. Uh, I, 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 Josh McDaniels going there, leaving here. Derek Carr. Uh, the Patriots have played them in these joint practices here this week, and they've absolutely tooled up on the Patriots defense. McDaniels with Adams and Renfro and Waller and that group and that offensive line. I I've liked it since we first started talking on this show. I know it's a little bit lower than you think of for teams that uh, are going to be for your over, over on wins. But if I'm going to be against the Broncos, which I am, and a little bit against the Chargers, I think the hype is live there. I'm okay at eight and a half on the Raiders. I get a major turnaround is looming. I'm not going to be shocked when they win. 10-11 games to qualify for the postseason in one of the best divisions ever we've seen in sports, Fritz. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a good number, and you have been on this from day one. You know McDaniels, yep. I feel like, better than anyone. You know, that's that's kind of your guy. Um, so I, I, I definitely don't hate it. I just think the division's so loaded. Like, someone's going to have to not be good. In, like, someone's going to have to win eight games in that division. And I think if I'm looking at – all of those teams, I still think it's the Raiders. Although the the the, the Broncos buzz seems like it's waning off a little bit. I think there's some uh, some concern yeah. about Nathaniel Hackett. Um, if he I can. agree. Well, and, and obviously they had some injuries there uh, offensively. They're still good. But we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Russ going from what he had there. These guys in like, oh, Jerry Judy's going to be great. Cortland Sutton's going to be great. Al Alvaro, I, I want to see it first. Okay. And, I, and it's not an anti-Russ thing. But the Broncos hype, it's a little too, like, sweet. Like, drink a drink that's too sweet sometimes. A little too much for me in the Broncos. So, well, I, I'm – go ahead. And I do think – I think Judy's going to be really good. That's fine. Uh, but, like, people are comparing it to what, what Manning walked into. Like, Peyton walked yeah, into yeah. Wes Welker. Like, Wes Welker, Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker. And there were 50 oh, touch, 55 touchdowns. Loaded. Like, loaded. We knew those players were good already. I mean, they made the playoffs with, with Tim Tebow. So it, it's not the, the same thing. <laughs> and uh, there are some questions if Nathaniel Hackett can hack it. Come on. Come Number on, two for it. you, please. <laughs> all right. I got, I, got, I got my Raiders and Bucks. Where are you going next? Yeah. All right. Uh, obviously, this is just getting too easy. Just a dominating draft for me so far. Colts over nine and a half. I will double yep. down. And my second pick is the Steelers over seven and a half. You mean oh, to baby. tell me? Oh, you mean baby. To, now we're getting dirty. You, what an ugly pick. Oh. You mean to tell me that Mike Tomlin, who has never had a losing record in his entire career as a head coach, gets an upgrade at quarterback? I don't care 
which quarterback they choose. It could be Mason, it could be Mason Rudolph for all I care. Um, <laughs> I think it could be Kenny Pickett. Whatever, Mitch Trubisky, I don't waste my time. I don't really have interest in him being a quarterback for my team. But all of them, I believe, are upgrades over, over Ben Roethlisberger. So you give me Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky with rookie George Pickens with a defense last year that I think was really good. I know the AFC North is good. I, I understand that. But I think the Steelers over seven and a half is just lock city. Um, and I will, I will take that to the bank. Yeah, I, I like that pick a lot. There, People are looking at that quarterback thinking it's a bad thing. But if you just go base it off of what Big Ben was a year ago, and it's hard to come up with the quarterbacks being worse uh, here in year two. Uh, after that, like, I, I got to be honest, I struggle a little bit after that. Uh, I, I'm going to go Vikings over nine and a half. And I think this is of the three I'm taking here, Fritz. This is the most, most likely from at least likely from like a projection standpoint. But here's what I'm doing. I'm taking my core principles of it's about offense. You know, your rant on Bill Belichick earlier in the show, I think it's over the top and I give you credit for saying it. But I also think there's some truth in there. Like, it's the league's offensive now. You know, you can't hold the ball, hand the ball to Leroy Hoarding Company and just try to get three yards in a cloud of dust like Bill wanted to do in Cleveland. And to bring in Kevin O'Connell, who was under Sean McVay, former Patriots quarterback, drafted there, but spent a lot of time learning the new offense. Like, Kirk Cousins with those weapons? I, I, I have to lean over on them. And again, it's, what, it's what, minus 110 I'm looking at right now. Uh, at nine and a half, they got to win 10 games. It's a coin flip, but I'm betting on offensive talent and Jefferson and company there. And Dalvin Cook, we barely mentioned, but I like him. Uh, one of the rare running backs can catch the ball in the backfield. We don't hate, like I hate uh, Ezekiel Elliott. So it's nine and a half. I want the Vikings at minus 110 there in the NFC North. And I'm down to the yeah. Packers, so I got to play that. Got to play it. Yeah, and I think it's a good bet. Um, I just wonder if, if there's a, a part of – I think this show we've been higher on the Vikings than I feel like most. And I wonder if one of the things we're overrating a little bit is the Zimmer to Kevin O'Connell thing. Not because I, I don't think going offense is smart, but, you know, Kevin Stefanski was there. And Kevin Stefanski is yeah. a good offensive mind. And he was also running the offense for a couple of years there. Um, you know, it's not like Zimmer had anything to do with the offense. It's not like the Patriots that think that having a defensive coach is, is good for offense. <laughs> um, so... You know, Stefanski was there, who obviously I think is a good offensive mind, and we'll see what they do with Deshaun Watson and, and Jacoby Brissett at, the beginning, uh, at, at some point this year. So, you know, I think the O'Connell thing is definitely a big, and I think having, obviously, those weapons is good. I, I just kind of, I think people have just kind of slept on the Vikings. I think, like, ESPN had them yeah. in, like, their bottom eight, like, their bottom eight this year of, of teams in the entire league, and I think that's insane. Um, like, Kurt, again, if you just put – if you just took the name off of Kirk Cousins, you would say, wow, this guy's like a top 10 quarterback. But he can't because yep. he's lost so many big games. Um, I like the over of, of nine and a half. I actually had it written down uh, on my overs draft as I was going through and, no. and perusing this. I got it. So I got, my, I got my Bucks. I got my Vikings. I got my Raiders. Give me your third pick here in our draft, and we'll talk about te one team or two we want to be against when it comes to win totals. Yeah, so uh, my third team here is the Miami Dolphins. I am starting Ooh. to buy into the Dolphins hype. Uh, are we off? No, we're back. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm, starting 
Oh, I couldn't tell if we were off. Everyone's frozen for a second, so I didn't want to keep talking and then uh, look like an idiot, which I usually You're do. Good. Anyway. Give me, give me your dolphin. Give me your dolphin spiel. No one likes two, and you're betting the over on the Dolphins this year. Yeah, as a guy who's long said that quarterback play doesn't really matter in the NFL, I'm going to double down on uh, Tua. As as I think Tua takes a, a decent jump this year. I don't know if he's a, he's obviously never going to be in the Herbert. Um, category or, or those guys who were drafted in that class. But, you know, he has Tyreek Hill, who is unguardable. Jalen Waddle caught 100 passes last year. They had a really good defense. They're all still there. And the Eagles, who I am high on, like, they struggled heavily this week in joint practices against the Dolphins, which suggests to ooh, me, ooh, which su- suggests to me that this Dolphins, Dolphins team has a, uh, has a good little mix in there. And I just – I really like Mike McDaniel. Like, he is so different from any other head coach I've ever seen in the NFL. But, like, the guy's been tabbed a genius for a long time. Now he gets uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Like, let's see what he can do. I'm in on the Dolphins, eight and a half. I'll take the over of eight and a half, and I think they come in second in the AFCs. Yeah, that's an interesting pick. I I think they're probably better than the Patriots on paper. I still wonder about Tua. Uh, I, I'm with you on my, like, again, offensive-minded coach. Did a great job there with Shanahan, learning that system. Uh, must be nice to, like, run the offense and have a guy work with Shanahan versus Bill Belichick, who's trying to run a new offense with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. As far as teams that I would not bet the under with Fritz's money or our producer Zach's money, I mean, obviously. Yes. The 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 pack the Packers? The, I, mean, I, I can't believe that it's 10 and a half. Make sure I have this right. Ten and a half at yep. plus one thirty-five for the under, minus one sixty for the over. With Rogers offseason, losing Devontae Adams, gonna build around Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and run the football and gra- we're gonna ground and pound now in Green Bay. Give me a I, I would not I would not let anyone in my circle of betting friends touch the Packers over. I don't get it. I, I don't want no part of them. I like their under, obviously, but I would not bet their over for dime. Yeah, and and he's already ripping the young receivers, which I'm sure that they appreciate. I'm sure they're like pumped, <laughs> like, yeah, that's my guy, that's my guy, A Rod, stepping up, being a leader. Um, the the under I can't get enough of is is the New York Giants. I mean, can we grow up with this football team? They stink, man. <laughs> like like not only is it dude, they're over under is seven and a half. Like in what world is that team winning eight games? Like. Daniel Jones, Kenny Galladay. I mean, like, I like Dable. You and I both like Dable, but they need a yeah, smart guy. Smart like, guy. They need they need the right quarterback in, in order for them to kind of figure this thing out. I mean, Thibodeau. Thank God he's not missing any time because I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, but I mean, knock it off with the Giants thing. Seven and a half is absurd. They are not winning eight games this year. Well, not not only that, you could, can't you see them because like Atlanta, like they're really not trying to win this year. They like, shouldn't be trying to happens, win. Happens all the time. They're just, they're, they're, they would, they don't mind if they get a top five pick. As our producer Zach is saying, I, I'm with you. The, the Falcons, too, their number is so low, but they're, they're, yeah. they're tanking. They're openly tanking. They're not trying to win. Kyle Pitts is going to be a stud. He's going to win people a million dollars in DFS and, and underdog, but I, I want no part of Atlanta. And I like, I like the Giants pick because they recognize they might have the quarterback lose a bunch of games, quarterback-heavy draft in 2023. That's an excellent one. You had good picks. I think I won. We can let the people decide here on BetQL Weekend and BetQL Network. Coming up, the Fritz List, which is always, always the biggest part of the show. And we will pump up our house, horse, 
Epicenter. The most clutch force in the country on Travers Weekend. It's Mutt and Fritz, BetQL Weekend, BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetQL Weekend with Mike Mananski and Jack Fritz on the BetQL Network. Figuratively, the final countdown of BetQL Weekend, BetQL Network for Mutt and Fritz. Fritz, you're, I just want to say you're a great guy to work with, buddy. It's always a pleasure, pal. I agree. I agree. I think I am great to work with. Um, and I will say, I will say, I will say this, Mutt. Uh, yeah. Going through this with you has been uh, been a lot of fun, and uh, everyone behind the scenes has, has been great. And uh, yeah, let let's send it off on a high note. Uh, let's try not to get emotional. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone behind the scenes is is shedding a tear. Um, but it was a fun summer, buddy. And I, I hope we get to do it again. Yeah, fun summer hanging out here on BetQL Weekend. Uh, hopefully, Fritz and I will be together at some point on uh, BetQL Weekend or somewhere uh, down the road going forward. But we are stuck with the Fritz list coming up uh, in this segment. We spent the last couple weeks, though, Fritz, before we get to that, on Kevin Durant. You know, I was wrong. I, I thought for sure when you say it's the coach and the GM or me, I thought that was like the line in the sand that's still real in sports. Turns out even that, even that is fake. Everything is fake in sports and social media now. So Durant is going to be back there, a meeting in Las Vegas, uh, or L.A. or Los Angeles, wherever it was. And they're apparently okay. And that terrible, like, mission statement they sent out, like anyone really cares that much. Uh, he's going to stay there. And all of a sudden now, Celtics are still in the mix for the updated final odds in the Eastern Conference. But the Nets to win the East went from 18-1 to 1 to 7-1. to I was fading the Nets, obviously, without Durant. Now Durant's there, Kyrie's there. Because Kyrie is still there, I still have no interest even at 7-1. to 1. In the Nets, if you were smart enough, I think I think Ken Barkley on the afternoon show on BetQL Network was, you know, I think he was pretty involved in the Nets uh, at a big price because the Durant stuff was uncertainty and better odds for people. But at seven to one, no thanks. Would you jump back in at seven to one? Do you wish you jumped in at 18, 20 to one? I do. And, and frankly, I feel like an idiot. I think this is going to be one big revenge tour uh, for the Nets. Like Kevin Durant has heard all offseason – Oh, you you know you, you can't win by yourself. Like you were never you, you had to go to the Warriors to win, and uh, you know Kyrie's dealt with this whole like off season of no one wanting to trade for him. You know, I don't like Ben Simmons. You obviously know why I don't like Ben Simmons, but yeah, you're 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 adding a he's a top five defensive player in in, in basketball. I mean, he's a legitimately great uh, defensive player that doesn't have to score. You know, like he here we needed him to score. Now there, he doesn't have to do that. He can just go be Ben Simmons. Just go guard people. Go guard people on the perimeter, and and we'll let everything kind of take care of itself. So you add in Ben, who I think can – I don't know if he can – he's not going to shut down Giannis, but if you get to a postseason series, I think he helps on Giannis a lot. Um, you have him against Jason Tatum so that Durant doesn't have to guard him and kind of can go score, yeah. uh, and, and you don't have that same problem they had last year. Now this is all <laughs> – in the idea that Ben plays, I'm still not a hundred percent sure he's ever going to play basketball again. Like we have to factor that in. Um, yeah. But you look at the team and it's a pretty good roster. You know, Seth Curry is still there. Joe Harris coming back from the injury. They have a good team. They got, um, they got the guy from the jazz Royce O'Neal for like a first round yeah. pick out of nowhere. So they have a really good roster. Now it's way deeper than it was last year. Um, like, I, listen, I don't, 
frankly know why the Celtics are, are the, the the highest uh, highest odds. I guess because of Malcolm Brogdon, but like Brogdon. Oh, well, hold on, they 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 were there a year ago and they got better. I mean, if you believe that Malcolm Brogdon and uh, I, I'm forgetting the shooter's name right now from Atlanta are going to be an issue. Like they make the team better. They were there a year ago yeah. and they've got better. They didn't get worse. Yeah, that's fine. Um, it's just like you know, Jalen Brown's being talked about as a trade piece this offseason. I wonder how that kind of sits with them. Um, so the Bucks, yeah. I think, are obviously still very good, but I think the Nets are, are right in there. And I actually, I feel pretty good about them. And I'm annoyed that I didn't see this earlier, um, thinking that he's going back to the Nets and jumped on it. Because um, it, I tell you what, I've never seen a superstar in the NBA not be able to get his way in a while. It's been it's been it's, forever. You know, it's it's well, it seems like it's they always just kind of get their way. Look back at Durant's history. He's tried different things and didn't quite get what he wanted. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it pans out uh, with the Nets. The Celtics, by the way, the, I, Danilo Gallinari is the shooter I was thinking of. So they put him and Brogdon in the mix. Brogdon off the bench is a great upgrade for a Celtic bench that was going to Grant Williams, of all people, a year ago in big spots. They're the favorite because on paper, from a player standpoint, they're the deepest, most talented team. And I, I'm a, I wouldn't bet them at 5-1. to one. But from top to bottom with the additions they made and a good coach, Nima Udoka, year one, they go to the finals. Uh, five to one is a dicey proposition. But for me, I get why they're the favorite in the Eastern Conference. I cannot wait to see how it plays out. Now with Durant is back, Giannis, Tatum and Brown in, in Boston, uh, your Sixers who are going to be good again this year. Those are four really good teams. I think we're in for a great year in the NBA, in the Eastern Conference. Are we in for a great Fritz list? That's what I'm not sure of, uh, Fritz. The people wait. They sit around. They for- fast forward the podcast to this point. The floor is yours, my friend. A Fritz list finale here on BetQL Weekend. So I was going to, uh, full disclosure, I was going to make this all about us, you know, and the, and the things that we no. have contrib- uh, contributed to the uh, BetQL network. I mean, just so many winners, you know, whether it's Cam Smith, whether it's, the little horse that you pick to win whatever. Um, we gave the Preakness the, trifecta, you idiot. The exact trifecta in the Preakness. Stop, not, no, it's like, stop rushing it off. It was a good pick. We gave you the try in a triple crown race. Straight, cold, you moron. Right, right. So we did that. Uh, we nailed the first manager fired. Just just, just so many winners given out on Becky Hill weekends. Raining winners here on the show. I agree. I agree. Yes. But I simply could not do it because there is a juicy, juicy national day today. And today is National Dog Day. So I have the five best dog breeds. And let me start this off by saying every dog is great. But here are the simply five best dogs. Can I, before, because you're going to do good dog stuff in a second, can I really anger some people for 30 seconds for a second? No. Uh-uh, don't say it. Dogs are not a child. You don't have to put your dogs on social media like they're your child. There's two different things. There's dogs and there's children. I'm glad you have a dog. I'm glad you enjoy the, the dog. It's not a child, Fritz. I'm sorry. I have two kids. You can have the kids. I Maybe I'll trade for a dog. On some days, I want to make that trade. Dogs are not kids. Dogs are not kids. Now I go to you. I love dogs, but they're not kids. You're on the floor. I like that they put that. I like to put that in quotes at the bottom of our screen. <laughs> dogs are dogs are children. Um, that's it is an important distinction. Um, I will agree. People do go a bit overboard with the dogs. Thank like you. I, Thank you. I like dogs. I, I love. Do you, dr- do you have um, Do you have a dog? Do you have a dog? So, here's 
I don't want to get too inside the, the my life right now. Uh, but it's probably like I, I love Jill. She's just not. A, she doesn't. She doesn't want to get a dog. And I just I I love dogs. I grew you up with. Bar- I grew you up buried with your wife on a ne- on a network show. You just threw your wife under the bus for not getting a dog. <laughs> oh, she won't let me get a dog. She won't let me get a dog. I want to get a dog. I want to get a dog, and I can't Mitch get Rosen. one. Mitch, you want to get rid of this guy? This guy's throwing his under the bus. No, she's, she's the greatest. She's the greatest. It's a character flaw, though. Um, the fifth best dog breed is a puggle. It's a mix between a pug like and a, pug, a beagle. Yeah, yeah. Strong, it's a very, it's a very cute little dog. Jill had one forever, so that I, I, I'm kind of impartial. Um, the puggle, it, it comes in at number five. Usually not, usually not a small dog guy, um, but the puggle is is a good a good mix. Number four is an Australian Shepherd. Which is just a gorgeous dog. Great eyes. What? I don't. I see. I'm not. I don't know dogs enough to know what. I don't know what Australia. Can we put a picture up? I can the video. I don't, I don't what's an Australian Shepherd? Budget. I have no idea. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's in the budget behind the scenes. Uh, number three is an English yep. bulldog. They are hilarious. Oh, English handsome, bulldogs handsome are dog. incredible. Handsome dog. Yeah. I. Uh, I. I. It's the one dog I want. I've never had, but I would like to get. Is an English bulldog. They are funny um, in their own way. Number two is a lab. Don't care if it's a yellow lab or a black lab. They're both just elite dogs that are very loyal and uh, and always uh, are very joyous when you come home. And number one, simply the best dog breed is obviously the golden retriever. It's it is elite. It is perfect. When you see them around town, you're like, there goes the perfect dog. A golden retriever. I had three growing up, so I'm a little bit biased. Um, but I am a big golden retriever guy. We're going through. I'll go inside baseball for a second. We're going through the the kids are old enough now at nine and six. They kind of want a dog, but they'll do nothing for the dog. And I keep saying, you, yeah. you have a cat. You do you do nothing for the cat. To which they respond, well, we don't like the cat. So like, hopefully the cat <laughs> doesn't hear that. But they want a dog, and it's just dad's going to do everything. Okay, mom's going to be at school all day. Dad's going to do it all. Stop looking at me. We're not getting a dog, Carter. We're not getting a dog. Don't listen to Jack. But if I got a dog, the top breed is a husky. The husky sits uh, there. He looks gorgeous. Huskies, a lot of times, huskies have two different color eyes and the mascot of Yukon. So as someone who went to Yukon, I've got to go husky well, uh, as a top breed here for dogs. For, for being fair, should, lab is really close, though. Like a, a black lab is right there. for. That's, but that's Captain Obvious dog. Yeah, I, I know. Husky, husky. I can't believe I can't believe we've been through all these shows we've done together, and you know the the, the amount of bonding that we've done as 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 friends here. And I never yeah. put the two and two together that uh, both of our colleges are mascots for huskies. You at UConn and me at a place that no one listening to this has ever heard of, uh, Bloomsburg University. We were also the huskies. Yeah, Bloom, look Bloomberg, at that. Bloomberg News University, like the Bloomberg News. No. No, Bloomsburg. It is in uh, the middle of PA, and they've recruited me and gave me a scholarship, and I'm probably the biggest bust in, in Bloomsburg baseball history. Yikes. What a humble brag. I went to college on a scholarship. Wow. Bury it that in the final it was, couple it's minutes. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. Okay. Listen, the people sitting around, they, they, they want the Fritz list, and they want horse picks. Since the beginning of this podcast, giving you big picks on big race days. This weekend, the Traverse Stakes, Saratoga, Upstate, New York, they call it the Midsummer Derby. The best three-year-olds oh, in the country are racing. And the horse to beat on paper, Fritz, and I've highlighted It's the Traverse Stakes. It's a highlight on my PPs here. The horse to beat, Epicenter. He should have won the Derby. He came back and crushed in the Jim Dandy. 
And I got some inside info. At the track yesterday, watching Epicenter School in the paddock with other horses, he's a monster. His vibes are outrageous. He'll be 2-1, to one, short price. Epicenter is going to crush in the Travers on Saturday. Again, probably, but he choked when it mattered the most. Like, that's what you can't get past. And, like, How we've been you? over this. He is the Peyton Manning. <laughs> he is the Peyton Manning of horses. He does not get it done in the clutch. I'm sure that he's going to win this weekend in a tournament that no one cares about besides you. It's the Travers. It's a huge race. It'll be on big, uh, big time TV on Saturday afternoon. And if you want to play the Exacta, you want to play Epicenter Exactas, Artorias, the number five horse. He's the third choice of three different Chad Brown horses. He's coming in the form of the, the race in great shape. Had a great workout last week. Epicenter Artorias, my Travers Exacta here on one of the greatest days in sports history. Travers Day every single school. Fritz, been a pleasure, buddy. Great working with you. Both the work you doing. Zach, all the team behind the scenes. Any last words, Fritz? Uh, my, it was a lot of fun. I'll miss everyone except for Gersh. And uh, I hope that we get to do I hope we get to do this again soon. See you guys later. Beck you all weekend. Beck you all network.